word of the day. You keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. Today's words of the day, the first one unofficially brought to us by UrbanDictionary.com, hell joint, a joint that is wrapped with Bible pages. And it's 2019, so I feel like I'm pretty safe in saying this. I think most of us have all smoked at least one joint. We've all tried it at least once, right? No shame, no harm, no foul. Never have I ever in all, and, and I don't think this has anything to do with the years of Catholic school that I went to either, have I smoked a joint with that was wrapped in Bible pages, right? I never picked out my favorite verse and was like, the job. Like, no, there was just regular rolling papers. You just went and got the zigzags or, or, the, or the raws, you know? I mean, well, the raws were a recent thing, but uh, those, those are caught on over the past, past last couple of years, if you get what, I'm, get what I'm saying. All right, next up, next word of the day, flagitious, F-L-A-G-I-T-I-O-U-S, flagitious, bless me, uh, shamefully wicked, shamefully wicked actions or times. So maybe there's a theme there that some people would look at you and say that smoking a hell joint is a flagitious activity. Um, I wouldn't. I mean, hey, tough times. Plus, you know that saying, potheads are pretty good engineers. It doesn't matter if it's like a water bottle bong or whatever. They, I've seen kids smoke out of banana peels. I saw one time I was in, when I was out in Hawaii, I saw a kid take literally three leaves from a plant, wrapped it around and made a one hitter. And it was just the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. And it's just potheads are, are extremely crafty individuals. I will give them that credit. All right, as you can tell, it's just me holding down the fort tonight, but that won't stop us from checking in with Tim Brown and Billy Lytle. We did not do a Lytle's Locks last week because of the PSPS, the Public Safety Power Shutoffs. So thank you, PG&E. But uh, there was just no way to get that done. Um, I, I thought about going to the radio station and trying it out, and I said, like, hey, well, you know, we're in the middle of a PSPS monitoring stuff. It's probably not a good look if I go there and try and record 90 minutes of a podcast while we're all technically supposed to be on standby. So I didn't. I did not do that. But we're back with that. And then uh, it's week, what is it, like week seven in the NFL? Week seven in the NFL. So I think it's a perfect time to unveil some power rankings. Yeah. <laughs> Great podcasting right there. Some power rankings. All right. And then, of course, we'll wrap it up with winners and losers and the pop culture update. So without further ado, I think the only thing left to say is let's get it on. See me rolling too far, I'ma get it on my own I Had to move away to get me closer to the ocean Seashell, had to get it myself At the house since the young and I've been paying my bills For the longest I don't need you, all you niggas say though Round up motherfuckers, I can wait though Too much money to be making, need it why Work for myself like all you niggas aren't Look at you, probably can Google me, eh Dr. Guap, what did you do to me, eh Wake up like, what are you doing today? I'ma get first to economy, eh I'ma go back to hiatus If these Jews won't play this Might die, might die R.I.P. to my bang, oh, yeah.
And welcome to the Cohort Sports Report, Gas Bags with Fun Facts, the podcast by regular Joes for regular Joes, sponsorship free because nobody wants to pay the sponsorship fee. My name is Jeff Woodworth and I am joined by absolutely no one. And I'm very lonely. Nah, no, no, it's okay. Uh, Flan's off doing some career stuff. Cousin John busy with his wife and his life, but I will still, like I said before, be joined by Tim and Bill a little bit later. I'm doing pretty good on this on this uh, Wednesday evening that we're recording or that I'm recording this, and uh, you know it's a good day when you look up on a Wednesday evening and and you turn on the TV and you get some Sunbelt action, some college football right in the middle of the the week just to break up the monotony. I got Troy and South Alabama on right now, and while I don't have any action on this game, I'm smarter than that because it's a two and three team versus a one and five team. So this would just be one of those that you probably bet the over. I'm probably gonna hit it on the second half. Just because, you know, I don't watch so much Sunbelt action, especially this time of year. Bowl season, I've been on Sunbelt teams like I've been watching them the entire year. Because I will have watched them for the past or for that last two to three weeks before the season, the bowl season comes up. So I'll know exactly who I'm looking at. And, you know, they're, they're hot around that time. You know who's hot. You know who's not. Perfect time to lay down some bets. But anyway, I digress. Let's move on. No flan. But we're still going to get to the alpha, beta, zeta of this episode. For alpha, I have gym chicks. And while this sounds really douchey, and I'm 100% aware of, of, of how douchey it sounds, I'm saying I appreciate the presence of gym chicks, again, at the gym. I'll never speak to you, okay? You know, I'm there to put in work. I'm a giant pussy. I'm just over there lifting baby weights. Let me just get toned up, all right? But you provide the motivation to maybe bump it up an extra 10 pounds, right? I'll be struggling like a motherfucker as soon as you turn your back. But while you're looking over there, I'm going to get in a solid three, four reps. You best believe it with that extra 10 pounds, right? And then, of course, like, if I, if I get one of them next to me on the treadmill, then pff, naturally, you know, that one-and-a-half-mile cool-down jog becomes a three-mile burner where you're going up and down hills just to show that you're genetically superior. I blame biology. So, but uh, gym chicks, very appreciated. You know, you, you provide the motivation uh, to remind me why at least I'm doing it, to look good naked. I'm training for an event. I'm training for a sports event that's never going to happen with the exercises that I do. Quasi bodybuilding, athletic training. I'm just doing this so that way, for whoever decides that they want to have sex with me, they are rewarded with a with a decent looking body. Let that sink in. Visualize that. All right, and let's move on to the beta. The beta is, I got LeBron haters, okay? So we all know what happened with, with what happened with the NBA in China. And if you don't, then Daryl Morey shot off a, a tweet about freeing Hong Kong. And right now, China's going to kind of occupy Hong Kong and take it over. And, you know, I got to be completely honest. LeBron speaking out and saying uh, about Daryl Morey, this is the only thing I didn't like about what he said about Daryl Morey was that he was misinformed and misspoke. Um, do not say that about another man, all right? I don't care what the league told you to do, you know? I understand that this is going to affect the bottom line of not only the league, but Nike, and then in turn, it affects your bottom line, although I'm pretty sure all your money's guaranteed. So it's just a bad look, right? The NBA should have never had these games once that thing happened. Um, I think with LeBron's comments, what he was trying to communicate across was that, you know, hey, you're in Japan. You're not dealing with that. I, Me and my guys are in China, right? And granted, I don't think the Lakers were under any immediate threats, uh, via the Chinese government, but you don't know. That's a communist country over there, all right? It could happen. So, and I'm like one of the last people to be talking about, you know, what Chinese policy and all that that's going on over there. But to the LeBron haters that say, well, you guys spoke up, uh, you know, with Kaepernick. You guys speak up against Donald Trump. Why aren't you guys speaking up against China? 
hello, I ain't speaking on anything. I'm trying not to speak on anything that's not in my backyard, right? I'm just trying to provide the perspective of what's going on in China, and that's unfair to those guys to be in the thick of it knowing that they play by a different set of rules over there, so why would they speak out while they're over there? Hell, I'd keep my mouth shut just for my personal safety. I understand the whole dollar side, the, the dollar side of this. You want to save that relationship so you can continue to make a fortune because it's the second biggest market the NBA has. But I'm also looking from a personal safety perspective. All of a sudden, you know, uh, Jerry Dudley's getting kidnapped and getting waterboarded because Daryl Morey said something about liberating Hong Kong. Like, well, we think in the big scheme of things, oh, Jerry Dudley, not a big miss. That's crazy. Right. And uh, this coming from America where you can voice your opinion and speak out on that stuff. And they were criticizing Steve Kerr, too. Again, these are the same people that tell LeBron to shut up and dribble when he's got something to say here and then want him to turn around and say something internationally when it's like, no, he's done a pretty good job of concerning his, himself with matters of, um, of domestic interest. Right. Not he's not an international affairs guy. It's only when it comes to making money for brands and his brand. And the, so the NBA, Nike, the LBJ, you know, the King James that whole thing, that's that's when he turns the international thing on. He's not some international lawmaker, part of the UN. Get out of here, okay? I don't like what he said about Maury, but I understand why he said it and when it was said. You can't force those guys to say like Daryl Maury's over in Japan talking about, oh, let's free Hong Kong, everything's gonna be fine. No, no, it's not. You have you have just cost the NBA a ton of money, and not to mention you've also low key endangered the lives of those people that are playing over there. Right, you had protesters, you had Chinese citizens that were showing up to games to watch those games, with with face masks on, right? Because they didn't want the facial recognition software that they have over in China to come hunt those people down, and then they become political prisoners. That's wild, wild. We can, that's so beyond the myopic thinking of an American, right? So it's just funny that you pick and choose this. And again, I'll criticize LeBron all day for anything he does on the court. Remember the whole fake broken hand after the, the NBA Finals? It was it sure it was fine those three games that you were playing that you were dropping 30 points. But stuff like this, like he's been an excellent role model off the court. And I really can't hate the guy for what he does. This was probably the one time where you saw LeBron kind of really go corporate and just realize, okay, I don't care how bad this might sound in the media, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this to save the money, which is bad because you had about two weeks to think of it, so you should have worded it a little bit better. But again, I don't fault him because I know there's bigger factors at play here. And then the Zeta, the weirdest of all, is just the pass interference rule that the NFL has. I think it's, I think it's time, and I, I read this theory on Twitter, it was a conspiracy theory, and I, I'm, I'm not going to lie, guys. I love a good conspiracy theory. I'll entertain them. I'm never, I'm never going to 100% believe them, but I'll entertain them, right? So like Sasquatch and aliens, uh, ancient pyramids and stuff like that. That's amazing. I'll, I'll listen to it all day, right? Uh, we got this crazy woman who calls in to work once a week to tell me that the government is controlling the weather via a, comp a corporation called Solarin, right? So I, and I listen to this woman talk, 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 and then I just hang up the phone and then we're good. But it's, you know, there's, <laughs> I love a good conspiracy theory. And the one that I'm hearing now is that the NFL referees are purposely missing these calls or throwing too many flags or not overturning pass interference calls. You know, there's only been one pass interference call overturned in the last three weeks of the NFL. I think this is a conspiracy of either the officials or the league just kind of flipping the bird to everybody like, hey, you forced us into making a super hasty decision 
uh, because because we definitely dropped the ball against the Saints and Rams, but then you forced us to make a super hasty decision that has now not only slowed down the pace of games, but has affected viewership because you got Tom Brady saying this game's unbearable to watch. We know there's holding on every play. We don't need there to be holding called on every play. The illegal hands to the face on Monday night. Okay, I understand in slow motion, yeah, it's egregious that they that they called that, but in real time, hey, it looked like it happened, all right? These officials are human. They're going to make mistakes. You either are a fan of... of of replay for absolutely everything or you're a fan for limited replay at all like let's say just go back to scoring plays and turnovers I say turnovers and scoring plays I feel like those are that's that's really where it should be anything else has got to be on the officials because at this point the replay is not no longer instant we can slow it down frame by frame we have eight different camera angles I heard that on the Dan Patrick show earlier today that when it comes to replay the officials are playing with a completely different set of of cameras than we are the viewer at home. So where we we're watching Fox or CBS, we say, oh, that's clear. They're working probably with two less fewer camera angles. Now it's beyond me why that's the case, but that's how it is. And I think that you're either in favor of total, everything is absolutely reviewable. And in that case, you need to have officials on the field. And then you also need to have officials upstairs looking at a camera. So there'd be two line judges, two umpires, or four line judges, two umpires, and so on and so forth. You double the amount of officiating so that way they can make sure they catch everything. And then you, and then it becomes a stop and watch. You, you, you have the play, you snap the down. The play unfolds, and then you sit back and wait while everybody gets reviewed for penalties and make sure that everybody played the game the right way. And then we have six-hour-long games where you've already got three-and-a-half-hour-long games where there's only a total of 15 minutes of action because of the running clock and all that. Or we just regress a little bit. We realize that we overreacted, and we say, hey, that was our bad, okay? That was our bad for getting mad at your real bad. And in the future, if there's a play like that that's so effing egregious, I think that they should have the right to go in real time and just say, hey, we definitely missed that one. Like, it wouldn't have been that hard for the NFL to do that. I don't think anybody would have, Los Angeles fans would have gotten mad, but there would have still been an opportunity for them to turn around and score because, remember, given the game situation and the Sarano with all that, right? So it's just, it's weird, man, the pass interference thing, but I like that conspiracy. And those are my, if that, if that is the case or if it's anything like that, then my two options to answer this are scoring plays and turnovers are the only things that are reviewable. You can still have two challenges a game, but as far as automatic reviews go, you've got scoring, scoring plays, turnovers, and that's, that's all that the coaches are allowed to challenge too, but the coaches can trigger those challenges if they want, um, if, the bo- if, they, if the booth upstairs feels like it's not worthy of it. Or you just review everything, absolutely everything. All right, so that'll do it for the Alpha, Beta, Zeta, the Alpha, Gym Chicks. Shouts out to you. The Beta is the LeBron haters, boo you. And then the Zeta is the PI rule conspiracy theory, which I'm just I'm fascinated with, and I hope that you are too now. All right, now it's time for Tim Brown's stat of the day. Last time that I checked, check, it was five chains on my neck. It was no smut on my rep last time that I checked. I was selling zones in the set. Make a quarter mil, no sweat last time that I checked. I'm the street's voice out west. Dave Winfield was drafted by four different leagues when he came out of, uh, I guess, out of high school and college. Really? Yeah. That's not even good. Go ahead. Yeah. He was drafted by the Padres fourth overall. Uh, he was drafted by the, I want to say the Atlanta Hawks in the NBA, and then the Utah, whatever they were in the ABA, and he also got drafted by the Minnesota Vikings. No shit, huh? Yeah. See, I wasn't even going to give that a sarcastic, whoa, like I normally do. Like, that was just a very interesting stat. Like, I had no idea. 
four teams. Yep, because that good. No, four leagues. Four yeah, leagues. I guess it was four teams. Four teams in four different leagues. That's crazy. Three That's, different sports. I would forever brag. You would just, yeah, you would. Oh, man. People get <laughs> sick of me. I'd be bragging about that so much. Oh, that's a great, that's a great stat, Tim. Hey, you know what? Good stat, Tim. I like that. Thank you. No problem. Thank you. All right. <laughs> now, let us move on to uh, some three up, three down. I'm not going to play the music because, you know, it's, it's, it, we're, getting, we're getting down here to the nitty-gritty of baseball season. So, what's, I mean, uh, congratulations. <laughs> I want to congratulate you on a correct uh, American League Championship Series prediction, but your NLCS, oi boy. Oi boy. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. But um, so the the Nationals uh, making it to the World Series. Who do you think is going to come out of the American League Championship Series? Good job, Expos. <laughs> formerly, uh, the artist formerly known as H Town. You think Houston's got it? I got Houston. This, you know, I'm I'm tempted to agree with you because a I just don't like the Yankees, and then b, uh, you know, that's the science of reckless speculation. Uh, so you've got a rain delay now. That's going to be pushing back games, and I think they're and because the MLB has that hard deadline for the start of the World Series, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, that they're about to play a best of five in four days, or five days or something like that. If you get what best, I'm saying, best of the uh, best of three. No, no, no. It's a, you know it's a best of five because you got to win three games, right? It's still one one. Or who won? What's the series at right now? No, no, no. It's best of seven. You got to win four games. I know, but what's the series at right now? 2-1 Houston. Okay, so Houston's playing a best of three, and New York's playing a best of five right now. That's you're what I'm trying to... This, what, you're making this way too difficult. I'm breaking a fraction down into fractions. Don't worry. I'll get to the end point it's there. Not... But I'm <laughs> they, saying... They could potentially be playing four straight days. That's what I'm trying to say. That's what I was trying to get to. Thank you very much. Okay. You know, seven plus two equals nine, but so does five plus four. So... Yep. And so, does, plus one. and so does one plus one plus one plus one plus one plus one. Do you know what I felt like I was doing right there? Jesus. All right. Like you stated many times, you're not math is not your strong I'm story. not a math guy. I'm not a math guy. I'm much better at actually just running my mouth, which you can tell, you know, as I as I was going right there. <laughs> All right. So what's up and what's down in the in the uh, in the le- in the in the league right now? Just give me a bunch of ups. Just boom, boom, boom. Uh, a bunch of ups. Joe Madden knew. Uh, manager for the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, located in Orange County. Orange County. <laughs> Is that going to help Mike Trout? Yeah. No, no. I mean, Mike Trout's one of those players that doesn't matter. He's good. Yeah, but I, I just want to see gonna... that. I just want to see that guy get to the playoffs. And Joe Madden, you know, credit him with the Rays and and the and the Cubs. Didn't he get the race to the? Was he the Rays manager when they went to the World Series? Yes. Because the Phillies. So he's gotten two different teams to the World Series. He's won one with one of them. You know, the, the Angels, by all accounts, are, are technically making the right move here. The only problem is is that you have about a, what, a five-year lifespan with Madden because the, the word on the street is, is that his tactics and everything he uses to keep players loose and off guard in the clubhouse and all that, he kind of he empties the well a little fast there and, and starts running people or rubbing people the wrong way. We'll see. I don't really know what the Angels farm system looks like either, so I'm wondering if there's an Angels fan screaming at the phone or screaming at his radio right now. However, they're listening to the podcast saying, they got so-and-so. He was number four in baseball prospectus, top 500 catchers. The Arizona Fall League MVP. (laughs) Two years running. (laughs) All right, what else is up? Um, Do you want to go up, 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 down, down, down? Uh, left right, left right, left right. Sure, sure. Let's all go all left and then all right. 
All right, another up is the Montreal Expos. Ah. Washington Nationals, man, going to their first World Series, leaving only the Mariners to have never been to the big dance. Is that a down? Uh, yeah, we'll put that as a down. The Mariners. Yeah. Wah, 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 wah. The Mariners. They've so, had some good and teams. That was good that, I was going to say, does that go up there with one of the biggest disappointments of all time? Like, can we throw them up there with the undefeated Patriots that lost in the Super Bowl to the Giants? Like, you had the best record, the best regular season record in, in baseball, in modern-day baseball history, and you lose in the first round of the playoffs. I think that can also go up there with the Warriors beating the Mavs back in 07, that We Believe team, because an 8 had never beaten a 1 seed before. That's not me just being a homer. I've given you three different sports right there. Can we put the Mariners in that category? The 01 character, 0-1 Mariners in that category. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Biggest yes. biggest disappointments. I, mean, I mean that's that's like Tyson and Buster Douglas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And no, and I'm not. And I, people are listening. I'm not going to throw the Bills in there. The Bills that went to four straight Super Bowls because try going to four straight Super Bowls. Okay, that's real hard. That means they won four straight AFC championships. So it's not their fault. They just couldn't get it done in the big game. But I'm they saying had a great team too. As dis, but I'm saying as far as biggest disappointments go, it has to be oh, yeah. undefeated Patriots, greatest modern baseball team ever, Seattle Mariners, and then the Dallas Mavericks getting bounced in the first round against the Warriors. That we believe. I mean, I'm sure there's some other things we could find. Absolutely but. not. That is final, signed, sealed, delivered. Uh, I'm yours. I don't want to do the research. All right. <laughs> Last up. Last up is Mr. Ryan Zimmerman. Mm. Zim. Yeah. 14 seasons as a Washington National. He was their first pick when they went back to D.C. So good on him for sticking with his team and. Isn't he the See longest through. tenured player in in baseball right now with the team? I feel like we did this on a podcast earlier in the yes. season. There was a I stat. Yes. There was a stat of the day, or we did a trivia question where it was the answer <laughs> right. was Joey Votto, uh, Mike Trout, Mike Trout. No, 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 no. Mike Trout hadn't made the qualifier because it was ten ten years, and Mike Trout is going into his tenth year next year. This upcoming That's year. That's right. It was Votto, Zimmerman, Zimmerman and, and somebody else. I don't remember, and I'm looking over at the stack of papers right now. Like, I do not want to go through all those notepads. So, speaking of which, I'm going to add one to the pile. We're on the last page of this one. So, of just, course, there's someone, again, there's someone listening to this, screaming out there, <laughs> listening to the voice. <laughs> yeah. How do you not recognize And it was all, and the, 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 the niche with it, too, was it was all on the same team. Oh, Ryan Braun. There you go. Boom. Hey. Ryan Braun. Yeah. That's right. There you Ryan go. Hey, Braun. It was all with the same team. Yes, 10 years with the same yep. team. And we thought, like, Yadier Molina was one, but it was like, nope, he's only been in the league for, like, nine years. So uh, a lot of guys yep, didn't make it. like Yadier Molina, right? Yep, yep. Okay. All right, let's uh, finish similar, out these similar. these downs, the last two downs. Uh, St. Louis Cardinals for multiple reasons. Mm, yeah. Go ahead. Sound off, King. They lost. Okay. That's the only reason. <laughs> That's really the only they reason. Lost. Yeah. And uh, I'm lumping this in with them just because it happened to them. MLB baseball for not finding Yadier Molina for his little bat toss uh, in his walk-off. Come on. No, 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 no. You listen to me. If Manny Machado doesn't throw his bat but it slips out of his hand and hits the backstop and the umpire association comes out saying that that's a threat of violence against an umpire and that shouldn't be in the game, and yet Yadier Molina is running rounding first base with a bat in his hand, does a curl hop, and underhand chucks that thing like he's trying to throw it into the freaking center field bleachers. 
That, really okay. get anything? Okay, so I will say that the Machado thing was a little ridiculous. But Yachty, as long as he gets that ball, that bat out of his hand before he touches first base, hey man, you. No, no, no. He was he was rounded third base. He was in between first and second base. Oh uh, well, then yeah, no, that shouldn't have been allowed. But um, because that was not a rule. I'm pretty sure that's a, like a baseball bylaw that you're not allowed to to touch first base with the bat in your hand. It should be if it's not. Huh. Okay. Well, at that point, I All guess right. the walk-off had already run, so the game is over, so it doesn't really matter. It's a timing thing, and at that point now, it just becomes an, uh, uh, how it looks, you know, and you don't like how it looks. Uh. All right. Last down. Last down. Baseball season's almost over. Oh. You, guys don't, you guys won't get any more three up, three down for a little while. MLB season. Sad, sad no, times. You know what we're going to do? We're just going to overanalyze the fuck out of the World Series, so we'll have a three up, three down for depending on in between the World Series for as long as that goes. How about that? First up, I can't believe he made that pitching change. That was wonderful. First <laughs> up, <how did> you... <laughs> yeah, no, for real, though. I'm, I'm down with it. Well, that's how we'll just break down the World Series from that. <laughs> just uh, <laughs> pitch by pitch, you know. And uh, this is pitch 67. We're at the bottom of the fifth, two down, a 3-2 count. <laughs> uh, um, early, early... Hmm, I don't want to word this. My early prediction for how we're going to get a free Taco Bell taco is Michael A. Taylor. Ooh, hot takes. Yep. All right, I like it. Free taco. Swipe yep. a base, swipe Seven, a taco. Inning. Swipe yep. a base, taco, swipe a taco. That's what that is, folks, if you hadn't known. All right. And if you don't know, now, now you know, know, stupid. Same thing goes for the NBA Finals, though. I'm pretty sure it's the first te- road team that wins a game, gets everybody like a free Chalupa or something like that. Something silly like that. Or, no. Shout out to the Raptors. I don't know who. Yeah, it might have been somebody like that. All right. Anyway. All right, Tim. Moving on to Lytle's Locks. So everybody except – well, I don't want to spoil that. So you had a decent week last week. I'm going to save – I'm gonna. that's a nice little tease for the next segment, make you listen to that. All right. So <laughs> I have we, – we have five games. And you know the deal, the, the way we restructured at least your portion of this, of this interview, I want your most confident game, your least confident game, and your wild card game. Please. All right. Let me uh, pull it up here. Jesus Christ. Hey, you know what? I'm so sorry. My most confident game is number 12, Oregon, traveling to number 25, Washington. Washington's getting three points. Oh, I mean, Oregon's just going to run them out. You really think Oregon's going to take him? Yeah, I think it's going to be, what would it be, 11 straight or 12 straight wins against uh, Washington? Ooh, I mean, eventually, hey, Washington's due, right? And they've already had a little bit of a rocky season losing to Cal. I don't think they're going to lose to Oregon, too. I'm pretty sure they will. Mm, interesting. Right. I'm confident. I have some extra time to mull that pick over in the meantime. All right, your, your least confident pick right now. Least confident pick is I'm taking Michigan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at that when I when I la- I saw that and it's just all right. Tradition now at this point is to have one basically a Pac-12 game and and then the, just a Michigan game and then we'll see what happens. You know, at least for this season, um, you know, can't stop betting the Pac-12. But the Michigan spread, I just honestly picked it because there's two. It was the two ranked teams that I saw there, and I was like, you know what? I feel like this is just going to be one of those defensive mashups. Eight, eight and a half is a lot for the, the way these two teams play. Right, but, you know, it's, it's Michigan. Watch it be, watch it be a freaking 12-2 score. Oh, man. Or or to be one of those games or to be one of those games where it's like 42-41 and it's just like, don't, don't God damn it, you know, just one of those. Like, Who bet right. the under? Yeah. Stupid. <laughs> all right, Tim, and then your wild card. I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm going to stick with my Thursday night tradition. 
And so the the Chiefs are getting minus or they're they're giving three points they're on the road at Denver. I feel like that's a relatively yeah. relatively safe pick. So pretty smart. Uh, would you like to guess your overall record so far on the year? Again, we didn't have Lattles Locks last week because of the PSPS. Thanks, PG&E. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to them. All right. Uh, what do you think your overall record? What do you think your overall record is? Hold on. We've had twenty-seven games so far that we've picked. We've picked twenty-seven games. We picked twenty-seven games. I'm gonna guess that I'm somewhere in the realm of third. I'm gonna say I'm twelve, fourteen, and one. Oh, so close! You are sub five hundred, but you're eleven, fifteen, and one. Oh. No, man. don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Plenty of time to turn it around. Plenty of time to turn it around. Okay. Hey, you know. I'm just hoping I was that close on the guess. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you, Tim. We will check in with you again on Sunday. I know we've been a little sketch with those because we start later, and that doesn't always work with your schedule, but we'll be sure to try and get it in with you. If not, just you know, <laughs> phrasing. Yeah. Uh, if not, just feel free to send over. Flood the flood that uh, mailbox with some stats for us. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And for, uh, for what you did not mention on Sunday, why I was not available, as I texted you, I had had a lengthy day of day drinking. I was already in bed. At 7.15, you said we're going to do the call at 7.30. I'm like, dude, I'm old. I'm in bed. <laughs> yeah, not a big deal. Nobody, I'm not hating. I didn't absolutely, I, I know. I did I absolutely sure. dick all this weekend. Yeah. I'm being transparent for the podcast, just hey. like you do for your uh, Twitter feed. Pulling the curtain. <laughs> the what do you mean? What about my Twitter feed? At the end of the show, when you do your pop culture update. Oh, yeah, when we pull the curtain back and we just reveal, yeah, that's, you know, it, it, full transparency, full disclosure on the show. Okay. Hey. That's what we we're here for the people. Exactly, exactly. Giving them what they want, and even the stuff that they didn't even know that they wanted, but now they're gonna fiend for. We're like a poor man's Jalen and Jacoby. Well, when I say poor man, I mean like very poor, below really? the poverty line. Yes, yes. Uh, roach infested, <laughs> roach infested studio. Poor man's Jalen and Jacoby. I want to be compared to Jalen and Jacoby. Come on. Why not? That's a wonderful podcast. Give me like a, hmm, give me like a Dan. Um, uh, no, Dan Patrick show. Yeah, maybe. No way, man. Wow. I'm shooting for the stars there. <laughs> I'm shooting for the stars. Dan Pat, like a mix of Dan Patrick and Dan Levitard. That's that's the dream. That's the dream. Dan Patrickard. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. There it is. All right. Name for the show. That's it'll be the exact name of the show. Reckless. Well, no, I don't want to spoil not what I'd get away with. All right. So, uh, thank you, Tim. We will talk to you again on Sunday. 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 Hopefully, we'll be watching the World Series. Yeah, maybe. Oh no, it starts on Monday. Nope. Yep. Right? We definitely won't be watching the World Series. You might be listening to the podcast while you're watching the World Series. Because I've been having computer issues, man, and it's just. The computer that we record this thing on, again, pulling the curtain back even further. The computer we, we record this thing on is a little old. It still works, though. I mean, you know, it's it's all faithful. It's just the internet connection. It just it battles and it fights me. And it's just I need to take this to the shop and get it figured out what's going on. The problem is I know it's already going to run me like multiple hundreds of dollars. And I kind of have a system where I just restarted about seven times and then it finally connects and we're good to go. So well, the reason and you also why, don't know how to clear your hard drive. The, exactly. The reason why <laughs> we don't. The reason why those Sunday episodes are beginning up late on Monday is because of my goddamn computer. So, you know, I usually do a good job of getting these ones up on time, but it's just the, the damn computer. So that's why it's, thank you for holding in there on Monday to the faithful cohort. And then, uh, of course, you, Tim, because I know uh, your Monday morning computer is just not the same without these things uploaded on time. No, but it gives me a chance to listen on the way home. There you go. You start and end on a good note regardless. Either way, we give it to you. Give it to you. Rah! All right. Thank you, Tim. Uh, we'll talk to you on Sunday. Yes, have a wonderful evening. Keep shooting your shots. Thank you. You well, you're married. But yes, thank you. We'll do. Yep.
put up or shut up. It's time for Lytle's Locks. It's time for another edition of Lytle's Locks here on a Wednesday. Again, as stated, we did not have one of these last week because of that PSPS BS with the uh, pg e So thanks, pg e But uh, we'd like to welcome in friend of the show, Billy Lytle. Billy, how's it going? You know what? I've had power uh, this whole time. I didn't want to rub it in and ask you why we weren't doing it. I kind of figured. Oh, that's cool, man. You could have totally... You know, the thing is, is that the setup is is quasi-mobile, so we, we could have actually taken it on the road if you would so volunteered to host. But yeah, that's... No pressure. I did think about, uh, I, had, I had a generator. I was going to bring it over. We could run it off the back up. Oh, wow. Just a, That would have been a super noisy podcast right there. We would have been yelling just over the generator. <laughs> I got it. We could have thrown it around the block. Oh, okay, for sure. Just show it off in front of everybody. But then I'd want to keep it under surveillance, you know, get anybody that tries to squat on it, you know. Uh, I mean, to... the, the power go out if someone's yeah, that's true. That's true. We'd, we'd find out we real quick. <laughs> All right, well, anyway, uh, so last week with Lytle's Locks, or we didn't have one, so we're going off of the results from two weeks ago. Everybody and their mother, except for Cousin John, finished 3-2. and two. So the updated standings puts... Mediocrity. Oh, uh, you know, it's about, it's uh, what is that, it's six, it's 60%? Winning. That's what the guys in Vegas shoot for is 60%, because you still come out with a profit, I believe, as That's long as you're profitable. parlaying everything. Yeah, it's Cousin John that needs to get his act together. Uh, so that puts the standings at uh, Flanagan is still leading the leading the way at 16, 10, and 1. Mateo is at 14, 12, and 1. Billy, you are in third place at 12, 14, and 1. And then Tim and I are tied at 11, 15, and 1. And then Cousin John bringing up the rear because of his selective participation and jumping on the bandwagon late at 5 and 11. So not too great. Not too great, uh, but he quit picking against the Raiders. You'd have a better record. But, but I mean, who would have who would have guessed that? Anyway, we're at week seven. We've officially hit. Well, no, we haven't officially hit the halfway point of the season yet. So there's still plenty of time to turn this around. I think we've officially hit the halfway mark of fantasy football season. I take that back. So, anyway, um, all right, Bill. I have our first game here. Number 12, Oregon, traveling to number 25, Washington, where Washington is getting three points at home. This is Tim Brown's most confident pick of the week. He, along with Flan, Mateo, and Cousin John, all took Oregon, despite them giving the points on the road. Uh, what, what say you? Uh, duck season opens Saturday. Oh. The ducks are going to take a beating during the day, but not when that sun goes down. Oh, okay, so ducks fly together at night is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Ducks are safe at night. All right. Well, in an interest to, in an interest to try and make up ground, I really don't think Washington's going to drop two like that in the season, right? They lost to a sneaky game to Cal that went on for forever, and I just think at home they should be able to hold this down against Oregon. I'm just never – Oregon – here's the thing about Oregon, right? Is they're good enough to win the Pac-12, never good enough to really put on anything nationally, so therefore it leads me to believe that they're frauds that could be knocked off on a chance game against any Pac-12 opponent. And if I think there's a Pac-12 opponent that's going to do it, I would lead myself to believe that it would either be Washington, Washington State, or, I don't know, like a Stanford. Just you know, But I think they already beat Stanford. I don't know. I haven't even checked Oregon's schedule this year. This- those, those were Chip Kelly's ducks. These are new ducks. Oh, new ducks. Okay. Who's that? Was it still Crystal Ball that's down there or up there? 
Yeah, yeah, I don't think he's been fired. Okay, and I really don't like the strength coach with he's the mustache. Good. All right, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna say I'm a hater with the with the the guy who's all jacked up on creatine and and pre workout and and oh, taurine and that, is that their conditioning and the mustache, strength the strength and conditioning yeah. coach. Yeah, you know who else has one of those Northwestern uh, Mr. Schmedium out there? Yeah, how, how great is that football program? It, I feel like. Yeah, but how great are those football programs? All right, so I don't I don't buy into these programs that get us hyped with the uh, strength and conditioning programs. All right, great material for Twitter and Instagram, but ultimately, like, come on. It reminds me of the uh, the Texas, Tel uh, Texas Tech bell ringer. Do you remember that video that's on YouTube where they pan to the oh, guy yeah. ringing the bell and it looks like he's just fucking jerking off in front of, in front of the entire AT&T stadium? <laughs> it's very – I would assume that every XFL team will have a trainer looking like that. No, oh, absolutely, 100%, right? That it was, probably, they're all going – It'll just be pro. WWE superstars, the guys that want an extra day off, and yet they have to do it by spending the day on the XFL sidelines. Just, hey, look buff and tell our guys what to work or what to lift and how to lift so that way they get swole like you. We'll throw it down to Roman on the sideline. <laughs> uh, Brock Lesnar giving some post-game uh, interview questions. Yeah, no, thank you. I don't need that. All right, next up on the list, we have number 16, Michigan, traveling to number 7, Penn State. And Penn State is giving or giving 8.5 points at home. Billy, I continue to torture you and Flan by making you guys pick Michigan. This was Tim Brown's de facto least confident game, again, because we're picking on a game with Michigan. It is. I hate you keep doing this, but I'm not going to go away from them. <laughs> You're taking them. I'm not going to go for, away from that defense. I mean, three points, Iowa. I know. I, I think, know. I think we can cover. I think we can cover. Eight and a half. Yeah, minus eight and a half. I'm looking at it right now. Penn State. I just. I, this is another team where it's like you guys uh, are. Is, is it Penn State at night? Tell me it's a day game at least. I believe. Let me double check this real quick. Because if it's at night, that might really be trouble. If it's at night, I might take I might take Penn State. But if it's during the day, yeah, you have I a point. Have I, I might have to change out if it's at night. Michigan, much better daytime daytime team. They can't play at night. That's I think if we've learned something, we're we're learning that about Michigan. Wolverines are not nocturnal. No, not at all. Not very good at night. Uh, th no, I th think that Penn State's unbelievable atmosphere. Scrolling down. Tonight, scrolling down. Still can't see it. Still can't see it. Where the fuck did it go? I'm starting to panic. Ooh, there's a good Pac-12 game I did not pick there. Oh, here we go. Michigan, Penn State, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. It is prime time in Death Valley. Uh, Michigan's still going to cover it. You're going to go with Michigan? I, too, am going to step up in prime time. I'm actually going like to. ESPN game of the week, isn't it? Yes, yes, sir. I think game day will be there. If not, if game day's not there, it'll be a Fox game. So it'll be big. It'll be a. It'll be sometime, some, some channel's prime time game. It will be on, though. It'll be one of those five games that's on before those last three come on at night for the, the little chasers, for all the, the degenerates. Yeah, that'll be our 4.30. Pac-12 after dark. Yeah, our 4.30 slate. So, uh, yes, in a rare instance, universally, we all we all agree we're ready to take Michigan. We just think that, I'd, I mean, I'm going to side with you. The defense, I'm not sold on the offense at all. But, again, Penn State, it's the big – the Big Ten, eight and a half points. That's a lot. I feel like Michigan, Michigan can lose by by six or less. You know, I'm not saying they even have to win, but I'm saying Michigan could definitely lose by six or less. And uh, if they don't cover this game, I think Harbaugh might get fired at the end of the year. Not that that's a smart move because who else are you going to put there to replace him? But it's just such a bad look to see how he's been stumbling through the Big Ten. Yeah, because I, 
I can already feel another OSU loss at the end of the year coming. So that and that put them at what? I they, mean, they're three. Damn yeah, with, with between getting uh, wiped by Wisconsin. If you drop this one to Penn State, and then granted, those are all both games that were on the road. But and then what do they have? Ohio State at home, or is Ohio State on the road too? I. It should be at home this year. I thought they were away last year. Okay, if it's on the road, he might luck out and he could just blame it on, you know, inexperience or whatever, just the fact that they were, you know, tough atmospheres that you did lose, again, at, again, theoretically, at, you know, the uh, Wisconsin, Penn State, and then Ohio State. I feel like he'd have a case there to make, but it's just like, boy, I feel like that seat's slowly getting warm, uh, even though I'm not sure who they'd replace him with. All right. Yeah, I, I was waiting I for some feedback there, yeah, Bill. <laughs> I had to burp. Oh, okay. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I think he's. It's definitely getting. They're getting antsy in Ann Arbor. Yeah. They want to see some results. They love the guy. He's their guy, but. Yeah, yeah. results, man. That's what delivers. And I feel like. Play, yeah, we, they like the playoff appearances. I think is what they're looking for. They haven't had a national championship in a long time out there. You don't think the Broncos are slowly getting tired of John Elway? Like he bought himself some time winning that Super Bowl against Carolina. But I'm saying, over oh, with the quarterback decisions that he's made, just continuously, they've been terrible, and he just continues to make terrible decisions. I mean, I feel like Drew Locke might be the last straw before the fan base starts turning on old Elway there. You know, he, he can't get credit for signing Peyton Manning. No, no, not at all. Because Peyton had yeah. one of his worst times. You know, one of his it was the defense that carried Peyton, and then you just had Peyton beat Peyton uh, that, enough. The first couple of years he was there, Peyton was unbelievable. That last year, the defense definitely carried him. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on. Now we move on to the NFL, where we have the. <laughs> this is the one that you asked me. Why? Why are we doing this? The Chargers are traveling to the Titans. And the Titans are favored by two points. So minus two for the Titans. We have a split board so far. Flan and Tim are rolling with the Chargers, taking those points. And then Mateo and Cousin John are giving those points with the Titans. Uh, Bill, I think this just d depends on which Titans team are we going to see. And Ryan Tannehill starting, correct? I believe that they're giving it to them. I don't think... They're going with Mariota. And for that reason, I am taking the Titans. I really thought that 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 Ryan Tannehill was top three backup, one a top three backup in the league. I know that's not saying much, but Teddy Bridgewater, clearing hands down, clearing away, taking the mantle with that. We could make a case for Mason Rudolph and Devlin Hard just to share, you know, the three spot, but that's whatever. I'm sure I'm sure there'd be some disagreements there. But Ryan Tannehill coming in for Marcus Mariota. This might be one of those very very rare instances in which. The starting quarterback getting benched or going down and having the backup come in is actually going to do the team some good. Yeah, I can see that. So, what are you picking for this game? Uh, I think that Sandy. Uh, whoa. Los Angeles. whoa! 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 Yeah, the Sandy Chargers. Oh no, <laughs> the artist formerly known as. <laughs> uh, they are just banged up. That defense has injuries. On all three levels, I don't think they're going to be able to go on the road. This team's been disappointment year after year. I have no clue how Rivers stays healthy. Does he 
Does he suck the life out of the young players, and that's why they always get hurt? <laughs> I mean, maybe he's through this run. Rivers always stays healthy, but every other Chargers been in the IR. It's it's actually really true. We, we you know I love to give credence to the whole Brady kissing kitties and sucking their souls, but Philip Rivers, hey, he's got like ten kids. He might be doing that low key behind the scenes, and he's just he probably able, eats one every. He was able. Well, well, I wouldn't go that far, but I'm just saying here on the West Coast, you know, he's probably able to kind of mix that in with some hipster vegan. Uh, non uh no you know anti-vax you know i i kiss my kids and then i you know i'm able to get some youth out of them and it allows me to go out there and that's how i'm able to stay in games until the fourth quarter when i inevitably throw that that philip rivers pick you know it sucks their soul out that's what i'm saying is that maybe philip i mean brady's been in the league longer than philip rivers but maybe philip rivers was the one who put him on game on how to make that happen right and philip rivers looking at tom brady like look the more kids you have the more souls you could suck right that's he's just he's playing the numbers game at this point yeah I mean, it makes sense. That that checks out. That clears out. Yeah. Earlier, I was talking about conspiracy theories that I love, and I I'm ready to give credence to the whole Philip Rivers is now a kid kisser that that sucks souls. So without a doubt, he saw how it worked for Brady. He's always wanted to get to that next level, win a ring. And it's a numbers game. Yeah, he's Stop just going. Philip Rivers might play until he's 50 and continue to have kids too. So that way, that cycle is just it's a self fulfilling prophecy that's just able to keep going and just never stop. <laughs> never. He he's at least getting a dozen. <laughs> He's gonna get up there with him and Cromartie have a contest, and it's, it's a competition that Cromartie was unaware of. You know, former Cromartie, teammates. Cromartie wins because he's got way more. <laughs> was he up to like seventeen now? He'll have his own TLC show soon enough. More than the Duggars or whatever that that family has, eighteen kids or whatever it is. All right, uh, moving on because that took a turn. Uh, we have the New Orleans Saints traveling to Soldier Field in Chicago to take on the Bears, where the Bears are giving three points to the Saints. And across the board, we have Flan and Cousin John taking Chicago and giving those points. Mateo and Tim are taking the Saints and, and the points. I, too, am going to take the Saints and the points. Teddy Bridgewater has fit into this system so nicely for the Saints. There's no question that, that Drew Brees, when he comes back, is going to take the reins again. But Teddy Bridgewater, for having this, remember back in the day before he got hurt, we thought of Teddy as a dual threat. And while he can still move around, he's definitely a pass-first quarterback, and he's able to make the reads. And I think due to youth, he's kind of able to make the same sort of throws. It's just Drew Brees' experience and just ultimately just you know his leadership that's going to end up propelling him to get back out there and just merit, you know? So, But Bridgewater's done a great job of holding down the fort. Am I wrong? I think he. I, they're still in a position they look like they're going to win that division. Uh, I love when you tell me I'm right. Nobody expected that. Yeah, no, no, I did not. I really thought once he went down and then the whole the, the, the Panther, I had no idea what to make of this South division. I thought it would be a 6-10 and 10 team that would win the division. I, I can't believe Atlanta's let the opportunity slip. Tampa doesn't look nearly as bad as uh, you never know what you're gonna get with Tampa. Yeah, they're team each week. You know, oh. the greatest oh. the greatest thing about Jameis is when you I, I meant to say this on Sunday, but when you I like for I I overslept for the London game, so I didn't really see. It. I woke up and when you wake up and you open up Twitter, or Instagram, and the first thing you see is a meme of a picture of Jameis Winston squinting up at the scoreboard. <laughs> you know he had a terrible fucking game already. You just got to go check that stat line. That's an instant indicator that you need to go give that same face while looking at his stat line and sure enough it did not disappoint throwing one touchdown and five picks but anytime you get a squinting Jameis photo or a meme you know you've, you're in for one hell of a stat line five picks and a fumble oh I mean uh-huh. it's, a, it's a game to remember you turn the ball over six times a game to forget that I will a game to forget that I will always remember that's that's what Jameis Winston had right there that's what was going on so 
All right. Uh, so who are you taking in this game? Uh, I like the Saints. I, I don't okay. know if Chicago knows who they're going to start a quarterback. Yeah, I'm not sold on Chase Daniel. That's why I omitted him from that list of backups there. Because, I mean, he's good, but is he really, you know? It's like, I mean, and, no. and yeah, and then it, it really that offense does click better with Trubisky. I know that sounds kind of weird, but it's it, it does. And Trubisky's just the type of um, a guy that could sit there and put it in cruise control for the Bears offense while the defense takes care of business. Chicago just seems lost this year. Yeah. From what, from what they were last year, they're definitely not playing anywhere near that level and the saints have weathered this storm and they're playing pretty well what do you think with them on the road what do you think of the nfc north right because i mean aside from the lions getting jobbed on monday night which you know it happens uh i you know it happens to every team every year there well not every year but there's always a handful of teams that every year get jobbed now granted there's some teams that get it more than a little you know a little bit more than others but this was just the the lines turn again once a year they get jobbed it seems like and uh, you still got the Vikings. I think the Vikings are somewhat fraudulent there. I think Kirk Cousins is just on a little bit of a hot streak. We'll see. We'll see how he how he does. Um, but moving moving down the road. But what do you think of the Bears? Uh, I'd be worried if I was a Bears fan. You don't think they stand a chance in the division? Uh, I think that Detroit's a lot more real than people think. Mm-hmm. The Vikings are playing and. That defense is always going to show up. You don't know what cousins you're going to get, but if they can run the ball like they were the first few games of the year, you're they're going to be tough to beat. Yeah, and you always got to deal with Rodgers. Well, see, that's what I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm out winning. I don't know how they lost like one game, right? Yeah, I'm leaning towards that. Is that it's going to be? I think the Lions. That what's either going to happen after this Monday night is it's either going to really destroy and the season's going to unravel, or it's going to galvanize the team. So I really think. Right now, reckless speculation at this point in time that the division is going to come down to the Packers or Lions and that the Bears and Vikings will kind of cool off and, and, and regress a little bit just because due to quarterback play. You have, two great, you have two teams with great defenses and shaky quarterback play and a run game that, you know, it's like, well, if, and, and, but, and hopefully, you know, so I don't know, I don't know what to make of those teams. Yeah, I, I was pretty – I thought – uh, Chicago is having a good year coming in. I am really surprised what's going on with them. I don't think they're going to get it together. Even more surprised that the Raiders beat them, huh? Uh, that first half was unbelievable. <laughs> Football porn. All right. So the last game, uh, it's our wild card game. So we'll run down the gauntlet for everybody's games. We'll judge theirs real quick. Just give a gut reaction, and then we'll get yours and mine. Cousin John is taking the Raiders and the six points uh, as they take on. Let me pull up the lines here again. Doing a masterful job of preparing here. I have this. I have the list of of teams. The Green Bay Packers. They're taking on the Packers, huh? Short week. Oakland at Green Bay. That's going to be a morning game too. Although I don't think going back east Oakland really matters. Off their bye. That's true. Short Plenty of time. Week for the Packers. Plus six. Okay, I can mess with that. I can mess with that. Although I will say that John is going off of Bovada for this game. We'll put a little asterisk right there where normally we go according to Caesars. So, okay, John, take your extra two points there. You're actually extra one and a half point if you want, if you need it so desperately. And then uh, Tim Brown revealed to us that he would be taking the Chiefs and giving the three points. Uh, he's sticking with his tradition of the Thursday night game. The Chiefs are traveling to Denver uh, to play the Broncos. The Broncos are just a fucking mess. So I think this is a smart play by Tim. Yeah, Broncos have won a few in a row. I, still, I think they're a fucking mess. So 
you know, I don't. Uh, home team, home team on Thursday night. Okay, we'll I see. That one out. We'll see. It's still Joe Flacco, man. I'm telling you, I, I, as, as He's a, elite. as a fan, <laughs> lol, as a fan of a team that faced Joe Flacco two year or two times a year for about ten years, I could tell you that Joe Flacco, uh, aside from his his Super Bowl trip, and and a, and a couple of handful of you know just random occurrences, not elite. It is Brown. Not elite. Yeah. Big his big. Yeah, nice try. All right, moving down the line, Mateo is going to take the Giants and give three points as the Giants host the Arizona Cardinals. Again, that's a West Coast team coming East Coast to play in the morning slot, at least the West Coast morning slot. Um, It's a young team. I actually, I just, I mean, I'm kind of torn on that one. I'm glad I didn't put a bet down on that because that could go either way, but I'm tempted to lean with the Giants just because, again, home team with a West Coast team coming East. I, I like that game. You don't like it or you do like it? No, I do. Oh, you do. Okay. I like Saquon coming back. All right, side bet. Over under, how many times do you think that this game will get highlighted on red zone? I'm going to put it at 10 checks. 10 check-ins. I hope it's more because I got Saquon in one of my leagues, and his injury has been hurting me. (laughs) You're telling me, dude. But he is coming back because I have him in in our CSR league. Uh, he was activated the healthy yesterday on my Yahoo league. Fantastic. All right. So I'll check that. I still haven't taken a look at that tonight. So I, you know, all right. So, uh, I, I do, I, I think that that's going to be under on the, on the 12 check-ins with red zone, because they'll give us, they'll give us a couple right at the beginning and then it'll become a snooze fest. And the only way we'll get any updates are either field goal kicks or the, the straight random touchdown that may happen. But I'm, I'm saying less than to under on the 12 check-ins with red zone on the uh, Cardinals Giants. There's too many other games that are happening in the morning that they'll be able to check in on with decent decent matchups. You have Detroit, Minnesota, Houston, Indianapolis, Oakland, Green Bay. Uh, you know, even even I can make a case that the Rams, Atlanta could be an interesting game just because of the way those two teams have been trending. You have San Francisco playing the R words, you know, and then the afternoon slate it kind of opens up a little bit there. But all right, lastly, Flan going out on a limb, and he's going to wait till Monday night. He's taking the Patriots, who are giving 10 points to the Jets at or in New York. Uh, I think this is just a pretty safe play. Patriots defense is unbelievable, and Tom Brady can, is just an alchemist. Like, I, I hate him, but I respect the fact that he can go out there with three tight ends who are probably from FCS schools, have more Zs in their last names than they do catches from collegiate and, and professional career combined. So in a, good for Tom Brady, and uh, I, I think this is a safe pick, taking the Patriots minus 10 on Monday night. Any chance Tom catches mono? No, he ain't making out with, with Darnold. And I, I understand that the Jets unveiled a little bit. They opened up more of the playbook with Darnold, and that's fine. But, I mean, it's Bill Belichick, man. Come on. Like, what? how much is there is there that he hasn't seen? And he last time I checked, aside from the stray random Miami game, which happens under any regime, uh, that when New England travels down to Miami, there's the stray Miami game that that coaches will get. Gase, how many times did he beat the Patriots while he's in Miami? Once, I think it was once on that crazy random play where Gronk was out there in the secondary chasing down Kenyon Drake with bolts falling out of his body as every step he took. So I think Belichick's got Gase's number. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that he did very well. <laughs> I think it's just a safe bet. All yeah, right, go out on a limb. I think the Miami miracle could possibly be the only win 
<laughs> the Miami. There we go. I knew I was. I knew I was messing or missing the name of the game. All right, Bill. I'm. I'm gonna have you hold on for one more second. I'm gonna give my wild card game, and then we'll wrap it up with you. I am taking the Seattle Seahawks minus three and a half as they host the Baltimore. Uh, I almost said Orioles. Baltimore Ravens in Seattle. So it's you know that's why they're hosting them because they're playing in Seattle. Idiot. Uh, they were definitely cover against the Orioles. So a hundred percent. I think they're gonna cover against the Ravens too. I'm not too sure what to make of this Ravens defense. I understand that they just the, the trade that just happened. We'll see if it bolsters their secondary, but it truly bolsters their secondary. Russell Wilson is leading the league in just he's your leading MVP candidate right now. Uh, aside from Christian McCaffrey, right? So, and and then even then, I could make some jokes about who would be your number one leader, depending on who you put there. But uh, Russell Wilson doing amazing, and even despite how it, the the Baltimore Ravens defense could stand on its head for three and a half quarters, there's still going to be the drive where Russell Wilson's leading the Seahawks down the field with a chance to win it. Because the difference between Russell Wilson and Philip Rivers is when it comes down to that inevitable last minute game winning drive you can put money on the fact that Russell Wilson's going to convert it more times than not, where you can put money on the other way. You know Phillip Rivers is going to screw it up. Yeah, Rivers and Cousins have that pick six gene in them late. <laughs> late pick six gene. Or or just game-ending interception, just ill-timed yeah, interception. Yeah. So I'm going to take the Seahawks minus three and a half points. I think they went by touchdown. So no no issue there. Hard place to play. Yeah. For, for a young quarterback on the road. We'll see. And I, I know I know East teams coming west that doesn't typically have the same effect unless you're a Pittsburgh Steeler and you're playing, you know. Well, it's, uh, it doesn't matter when they play the Chargers, but, you know, apparently when you play the fucking Niners and the Raiders, you know, that affects you. So we'll see if we'll see if the same effect happens with uh, Baltimore going up to Seattle. All right, without further ado, Bill, take us home. Who's your wild card game of the week? Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars are going up to Cincinnati and Cincinnati is still going to remain winless. <laughs> so are you about to bet on a game that you know for damn certain you're not going to watch? Oh, I'm going to, I'm a pretty big Minshew guy. So <laughs> okay. Pretty sure I've already got my Sunday mapped out to watch. So you, you will be watching the morning game. You'll make sure that your Sunday ticket is turned to Jacksonville at Cincinnati. Yeah, I, I could care less about the Raider game. It's Dude. the same window. <laughs> so you're going to take Jacksonville minus three and a half on the road. Yeah, I think that defense is going to rally, finally get rid of Ramsey. I mean, he hasn't played since his back went out, right? Yeah, well, allegedly, quote, air quotes, since his back went out, out in air quotes. But, yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, I thought it's good on Sunday. Do you think Andy Dalton – you don't think Andy Dalton's pissed off, man? Gingers have no souls and they got quite a temper. He's 0-6 oh, he's oh right now. He's got to be fuming. Has, is A.J. Green coming back? Was he not pissed when he was 0-5? <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying, would, it, just, would he be more who, mad? Like, yeah, who'd they, uh, who'd they lose to this week? Is that uh, Arizona? Uh, last week? No, I don't think so. I don't think that was them. No, the, uh, whoever they played, that was the like worst game of the week. The last, the lasting image I have, I think it was Arizona. The lasting image I have of Andy Dalton. No, Arizona beat the Falcons. They they played oh. against the Ravens. The lasting image I have, they played the Cardinals the week oh, before. Yeah, they got worked by the Ravens. They got. They yeah, played, the, the lasting image I have of Andy Dalton is Monday Night Football of him getting sacked by uh, I believe it's Stephon Tuitt at the time. R.I.P. Now he's on the the IR. Uh, so. And and him just getting up and spiking the ball and just walking off with such attitude on the sideline in the uh, all white color rush jersey. So I can't imagine things have gotten any better. And I imagine that the temp the, the temper is just stewing and he's just ready to explode right, on somebody. 
Yeah, that's true. That's sad. But... All right. So you feeling pretty confident about your picks, huh? I uh, yeah. I like Jacksonville. I think they're going to get it back together. That offense will roll a little better. All that right. Defense is a click. Well, feeling good about all of them, but I feel way better about Gardner. <laughs> way good. They gotta have a bounce back week. Uh, I am. I'm looking right now. So we line up on three out of the five picks. So you know, we'll see. We're either gonna ride the wave together, or we're gonna, you know, one of us is gonna crash and burn. Well, we'll either ride it together, or we're gonna crash and burn, and then somebody will get lucky on those extra picks. We shall see. There will be blood. <laughs> well, there will be blood. All right. And again, as always, the invitation is still open for Pac-12 after dark on Saturdays. But I know that it's hunting season and is coming up and all that jazz, and so there'll be. Plenty of times she'd be like, oh, dude, sorry, I'm out of town. But we do have to take in one Pac-12 after dark, sir. Uh, yeah, might not be this week. Oh, that's, that's fine. That's fine. It's week eight of the college football season. There's Last time I checked, there's still like four or five left, so we have a month to work this out. You have a month to work this out. Okay, Bill? We'll squeeze one in. Thank you. All right, that's what I'm looking for. Billy Lytle with Lytle's Logs. Thank you very much, Bill. We will talk to you again next – we'll talk to you again on here next Wednesday. We'll still keep the weekend open. We'll I'll, I'll keep it open to pencil you in, okay? Always a pleasure. All right. Thanks, Bill. Bye. Thank you. Where will you look at me? I have the power! Oh, that music, that terrible, terrible music. So, so well put together and edited means it's time for the return of Power Rankings. And we're shaking things up this year with the Power Rankings, okay? These are the only Power Rankings you honestly need to rely on. There's a lot of places. There's a lot of different outlets that you could go for your Power Rankings. I am promising 100% authentic power rankings there we go i was waiting for the imaging to kind of duck out there 100 uh, power rankings let's begin so it is week seven and for this week seven i've decided we're going to do power rankings of gatorade flavors that's right that's right lots of options out there but we need we need this is important stuff we need to rank the most the best the best gatorade flavors okay so rock with me here i'm going to start from number five moving our way up number five Fruit Punch, simple, red, the, one of the OGs, okay? I think of, when I see Fruit Punch, Red Fruit Punch Gatorade, I think of two things. I think, damn, that's the fifth best fi Gatorade flavor. And two, wow, Lucas Spence used to drink that. Friend of the show, Lucas Spence used to drink that when we were playing baseball together, and it would stain his front teeth red. And I always thought that was funny. So shout out to you, Luca. I know you remember that. But uh, Red Gatorade Fruit Punch, number five. It's a solid flavor. Not the best, not the worst. It's OG, so it's got to be in the top five. You know exactly what I'm talking about. It's refreshing. Great cold, great warm, too. I know the room temperature Gatorade, not always everybody's favorite, but it's pretty good. Okay, I think we can agree on that. And then moving on, number four, another OG, Lemon Lime. Okay, once upon a time, a very naive Jeff, like a middle school Jeff, had heard, heard around that Lemon Lime Gatorade shrunk your dick. So I didn't drink lemon-lime Gatorade for a while, and then I was just like, well, that sounds patently absurd. They'd have to make it illegal if there was any correlation there. So I started drinking lemon-lime lemon, uh, lemon Gatorade last week, 
And I can tell you that it is amazing. So lemon lime Gatorade number four. Again, a good Gatorade if it's if it's chilled, if it's hot, or, you know, not hot. Room temperature. Uh, I think it's one of the rare Gatorades that you can actually drink while you're playing a sport. A lot of times, you know, with Gatorade, I'm thinking either pregame or postgame or just chilling. You know, fighting cottonmouth or trying to sober up, get your electrolytes, all that good stuff. Whatever you're doing. But the lemon lime is one of the few that you can actually drink while while playing uh, while doing the activity itself. You know. All right, moving on. Number three. Fierce blue cherry. Now this one, not not you know the dark dark blue, right? Dark blue. It's just a good. That's a good sapping Gatorade, right? That's post game. I feel like this is a post game Gatorade. I'm just hanging around. We're done. We're chilling. I'm drinking. I need to fuel up on my electrolytes, right? Or maybe recovering from the hangover. Maybe just posting up, trying to you know wet the whistle a little bit. No no liquor, and you just need some Gatorade, right? So uh, fierce blue cherry, the dark blue one, number three, right? It's it's a good one. Uh, very, but this one, this is a must. You must drink this one cold. You have to put it in the fridge or the freezer. Put a little chill on it. You don't want to drink at room temperature. That's why would you do that to yourself? Number two, cool blue, which is just the flavor. There's no actual like like denotion of, of flavor there. Just cool blue, and it's again cool blue. It's out of the three blue Gatorades there are. It's the middle one, the medium blue Gatorade. Cool blue. Again, instructions in there. Enjoy cool. Enjoy a cool blue Gatorade. Cool. Right. This is pregame. This is postgame. You can mess around with it during the middle of the game if you want. OK, but this is definitely a pre and postgame Gatorade. Right. Number two, cool blue. And then number one on the Gatorade power rankings list is Glacier Freeze, the light blue Gatorade. I mean, come on. Right. If somebody hands you a if somebody comes up to you and they give you a choice of Gatorades, your eyes always automatically look at the light blue Glacier Freeze Gatorade first. This is another Gatorade that you can drink if you if you, you could drink it room temp, you could drink it cold. I mean, you could enjoy it frozen if you want to do the Gatorade slush. It's a pre, mid, and post game Gatorade. All right, this is this is like the highest achievement in Gatorade technology is just the the Glacier Freeze light blue Gatorade. It is a classic. There is no going wrong. Again, nine out of ten. What nine out of ten of your friends would take the light blue Glacier Freeze Gatorade, and the tenth one shouldn't even be your friend. Okay, just based off of that. So those are the power rankings for best Gatorade flavors. All right, week seven brought us our first edition of power rankings. Here we go. Number five, the fruit punch. Number four, lemon lime. Number three, fierce blue cherry. Number two, cool blue. Number one, Glacier Freeze. There are winners. I'm by winning. Winner, winner, ultimate winner. Wow, winning. And there are losers. Losers, 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 losers. Winners and losers for this edition of the podcast. All right, let's start off with number one, Jalen Ramsey. I'm going to give him a giant W because Jalen Ramsey got what he wanted. He got traded from the Jacksonville Jaguars to the Los Angeles Rams. Now, the Jags also won in this instance because they got two first-round picks from the from the Rams. This is a rare, rare win-win-win, okay? Uh, granted, the Rams had traded away Marcus Peters, and Aqib Tlaib is on the IR, so they needed to bolster and kind of get younger at the corner uh, position, and they did. And then you have Jalen Ramsey, who's probably going to end up getting paid by the Rams because, again, he's young, and they need to bolster that, that cornerback position. And then the Jags get two first-round picks, so you get two shots at you know trying to replace a Jalen Ramsey-type talent. Easier said than done, but again, you have two two first-round picks. You can always leverage that to go get yourself another another great corner in the in the league if you really wanted to, if you're that desperate to go bolster up your cornerback situation. Okay, so a rare win-win-win for everybody involved there. Next up on the winners-losers list is Jerry Jones, and I'm giving Jerry Jones the L because. 
Jerry Jones making all this talk about Jason Garrett and how highly highly sought after and highly coveted, and Jason Garrett would have another job in, in a minute as soon as he would be released as the Dallas Cowboys coach. That was a really bad Jerry Jones. I'm sorry. I'm not drunk enough to try that with Jerry. But not drunk enough to try and even put on a drunk Jerry Jones. That's, that's what I'm trying to get at there. Uh, but the thing is, is that beauty is in the eye of the beholder, right? And a lot of times we value stuff more than others do, right? So that would be like a girlfriend, for example, all right? Just pulling one right around my ass, right? So you may be dating some chick that you think is a smoke show certified. You're going to do everything you can to make sure that that's okay, because uh, you think if, oh man, if we break up, she'd be sought out, she'd get claimed up on the open market real fast. Meanwhile, the rest of the world's looking at him like, meh, you know, you two are made for each other, and that's the way it should be, right? Like, everything's cool there, it's all peaches and diesel, nothing to worry about, as long as you guys are getting fights, but you'll figure it out, and you'll get stuff to, you'll work on it. And, and, and this is what I feel like is really what's going on with the Dallas Cowboys. It's a perfect fit, right? Jason Garrett's just the puppet that Jerry Jones wants. But Jerry Jones is playing with himself if he really thinks that Jason... 10 years and he's never had anybody come and try and interview or take him away from the Cowboys position. The rest of, the, the rest of your division, I mean, luckily the, the R words are a mess, but you got the Giants and the, and the Eagles who are looking over at the Cowboys just like, oh, God, yes, Jason Garrett's still the head coach? That means Jerry's still calling plays? Jerry's still, Jerry's still pulling things? He got a hand all over everything because there's no coach? That, there's no spine there with Jason Garrett? So nice try, Jerry Jones. You keep talking to yourself. You keep playing with yourself like this, but in the meantime, hold this L. Next up on the winners-losers list, we have Bryce Harper. And, I mean, Bryce Harper, this is another one that I'm going to bring up with the girlfriend thing. It's like watching your ex-girlfriend run off, and she's posting hella pictures on Instagram and Snapchat and talking about how post how much she loves her new boyfriend and everything's so great and everything's right. So, Bryce Harper, yes, you're going to look real bad right now. Are we 100% certain that the Nationals are going to win the World Series? I know they have good pitching, and they've, they've come on. They're hot at the right time. But even still, man... All right, we see this in sports all the time. Somebody has to win the trade now, and somebody has to and somebody has to win the trade later, or the transaction or the breakup. That, that that's how it goes. Bryce Harper, long term, won this thing, right? Bryce Harper is getting paid. He may never win a championship, and that's fine. He's gonna be one of those guys like Melo who took the money and they're financially stable for the rest of their life. And hey, we'll look back and be like a great player, but what could have been? Never had the championship prowess, okay? So the thing that sucks for Bryce Harper is the gaffe at the beginning of this year with spring training when he get introduced to the Phillies, so we're trying to bring a title back to D.C. Uh-oh, that's not what you wanted to hear. But, I mean, 12 years of getting paid, what is he getting? The $27 million a year? Okay, come on, okay? So the Nats are going to get hot and win it this year. Come back to me. What are they going to be able to do? Are they going to be able to sustain that? Who do we think is going to have more success over the next 12 years, and I flip-flopped on this topic, but after watching everybody clown on Bryce Harper, I've had more time to think about it, and you know what? I think Bryce Harper is going to be the one to look back on this, and it, out of the 12 years, I, I could see Bryce Harper being able to pull out a solid six or seven in comparison to what the Nationals will be doing. I mean, I, I could be wrong, but I feel pretty good about that one. So I'm going to give Bryce Harper a win and a loss there because, again, check your bank account. You might not be getting a World Series ring, but check your bank account. You'll be fine. Next up on the winners-losers list, I have Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett says that he was punched after he was punched last week. He was leaving practice, I believe is what it was, and a fan punched. He tweeted out. He tweeted out. Here we go. That's what we're waiting on, the computer. Sorry, guys, the computer's buffering. All right, Miles Garrett. Says a fan punched him, asked for a picture, or a fan asked for a picture, and then punched him in the face. 
Right, so a fan, air quotes, hopped out of his car to take a picture with me and then punched me in the face. Hmm, put your legs into it and you might have actually made me flinch. Well, okay, that's a nice little way of copping, you know, <coughs> you know, uh, copping up and saying I'm, I'm tougher than that. But a bush leak move by the fan. So um, a good way of wood handling it for Miles Garrett, I guess, just eating it and then posting it on Twitter. Uh, so shame on the fan. That's pretty bush league to get a picture and then punch him in the face. Uh, pretty pussy, but I think that goes without saying that we all kind of get that. All right, last up on the winners-losers list, I have the XFL draft. So that happened. Yay. I won't be paying attention to the XFL until the NFL season is over. All right, I don't care who's on what team. I saw Landry Jones got reunited with Bob Stoops. Ha! <laughs> Landry Jones was one of the worst backups in Pittsburgh Steelers history, or at least in my recent memory, because he was god-awful anytime he got brought out there. So good luck, Bob Stoops. You could try and rekindle whatever you had going with him in college. All right, because it's been a minute for you too. But yeah, so that draft happened. Although I will say congratulations to Scooby Wright, who we we uh, you know went to the same high school and he played on the uh, Newman Varsity team as a sophomore, right? So and I I mean I've known Scooby since he was in like what fourth or fifth grade. I'm not saying I've been tight with him. I've just known him since he was in fourth or fifth grade. And uh, congratulations, he got drafted too. So and then there's also some kid from Casa Grande around here that that got drafted in there too. But anyway, like I said, congratulations to anybody that got drafted by the XFL. But I mean, I'm gonna be straight up honest with you. I'm not paying attention to that league until the NFL's over. And I'm pretty sure I could say the same with the rest of the world. So congratulations, get your ass in shape and be ready to go out there and kick ass and and compete for an NFL contract so I can start paying attention to the games that really matter and really really dive into everything that you're doing and overanalyze and overspeculate and give reckless speculation, you know, all that good stuff. So, all right, I'm going to give that a 50-50 as well, too, because I just, you know, it happened. That's cool. It's it's making headlines. All right, let's wrap things up here with the pop culture update. Are you, are you stupid? It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. I tell you, it just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter, but we're still going to talk about it anyway. Why? Well, because it's in the news. That's why. All right. Uh, let's take a look here. I am opening up the entertainment tab of Twitter. Let me pull the car back. All right. Oh, wow. Elton John calls the remake of The Lion King a huge disappointment. The English song singer-songwriter who composed the original songs for the 1994 version of The Lion King said that they messed the music up in the new version, adding that the magic and joy were lost. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, Elton. Say Elton. I'll, I'll buy it. I'll rock with it. Just because for nostalgia's sake, yes, I too like the 94 version, the cartoon version. I've yet to see the new version. I totally meant to say that I, I meant to go see it. But also, can we admit that there's a little bit of bias because you you had your handprint, you had your hands all over that thing, music-wise, music all right? So, of course, you're going to be critical of the remake because you're going to compare it to what you did, and you're naturally going to think that you did something better. You're Elton fucking John. So that doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, hey, good for him for saying it. All right, Netflix has come out and said that Stranger, Thing, Stranger Things 3 is, is the series' most-watched season so the streaming, and I feel like this gets a no shit, Sherlock. The streaming giant said on Wednesday that the show's third season set a new record for an original series at 64 million in just the first month. Netflix also released figures for their other originals like Tall Girl. Uh, so you had Stranger Things at 64 million, Tall Girl at 41 million, Secret Obsession at 40, Unbelievable at 32, and Otherhood at 29. Uh, none of those shows that I watch, so that's sick. But 
hey, I'm also kind of into that weird, you know, historical timepiece, you know, uh, setting. I know that those are niche shows that not everybody's going to like. There's, I, I like the writing and the violence mixed together in a, in a weird different time that's not, not present day. But if you're going to do present day, then I want it to be like mobbish, you know, just a life that I know I would never leave. I, I, I love never live. I'd want to leave, but I'd, I'd never live. I'd, I'd tell myself that I want to live that life. Like the town, while the accents in the town were awful, I loved that movie because I just think to myself, ooh, what would it be like to be in the middle of this, right? Like, I'm too big of a coward or a pansy to do anything like that. But it's just like, wow, what would that be like? I'm interested. All right, I have anything. I'm, I'm scrolling here. I don't see much. They're not giving us a whole lot here on a Wednesday uh, yeah, that's rough. That is rough. So I guess we'll just dismount it right there. We'll just, we'll keep it nice and simple. Am I seeing something? Yep, we'll keep it nice and simple. That's it. That's it. All right. Oh, well, I hope you liked that show. It was a fun ride. Thank you to Tim and Billy for coming along and participating. And, you know, I'll be honest. I, I mean, I don't always want to do these by myself, but, you know, I do them. When, when that happens, when, when I can't find a co-host or, you know, something, things get in the way and schedules happen and people are allowed to have their own personal life and do whatever they need. But, uh, yeah, I think, I think it's going a lot better. So, and that probably just ruined it with a pat on my back. Anyway, no flan, so you're going to have to fill in the gaps as you go and only you know because you know exactly how flan would dismount from all this. So without further ado, to the haters and losers, of which there are many, until next time. That's at the tip of the ice. That's at the tip of the ice. Fuck it, they wanna be nice. Fuck it, don't wanna be nice. I'm too smooth, you can't touch this like an edge of a knife. That's at the tip of the iceberg. That's at the tip of the ice. That's at the tip of the iceberg. That's at the tip of the ice. Fuck it, they wanna be friends. At me on snapping the gram. I got a tummy chucky feel, little homie. Get as close as you can. I'ma get off. Soon as homie come and clock in, I don't go. I get paid, I'm fully locked in, I'm the good. I don't see no other option, build the more. Cause I'm about to rock my Crocs, do the moves. Hey, coming in hot, throwing hell, nigga, you ready or not? Getting a slippery hickory dock and your bitch in my world. Cell phone, please don't crash and burn. Hey, to my best concern, hey, she on sale for gold. I guess my ship somehow won't turn. Look where we headed, headed. My chick breaded, my deep fried game Popeyes. Got the key to my self esteem. Guess that's why we done locked eyes. Open browser, my shit shell. Gas prices on one dog. I'm gone, so it's fuck y'all. She offline and it's one star. Offline and my DMs be buzzing on some slick shit. I'm in town, let's kick it. Her tits fake, she took lift. Uber everywhere, my shit like 20 freaking dollars. Please remind me, sync my vocals, princess. At the tower, that's at the tip of the ice. 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 Fuck it, they wanna be nice. Fuck it, they wanna be nice. I'm too smooth, you can't touch this like an edge of a knife. That's at the tip of the iceberg. That's at the tip of the ice. That's at the tip of the iceberg. That's at the tip of the ice. Fuck it, they wanna be friends. At me, on snapping the grin. I got a tummy chunky feel, little homie. Get as close as you can. I'ma get grams like a plastic couch. Uh, Y'all try shoot a grouch. Uh, damn, I came up hydro. Uh, Why the try made me sprout? Ooh, I'ma go swerve on Berg. Uh, my sing threes on Bird. Uh, LX might fly coach. Uh, 
you can get popped like Spurs. I'm too tall, don't reach my nigga, that's cookie jar before sub. I'ma be next on deck, my code and you look. Stay off boat, you wait, bro. In booth like a trade show. We won't crash and die, impossible if Captain Saber, that's the tip of the ice. That's at the tip of the ice. That's at the tip of the ice. That's at the tip of the ice. Fuck it, they wanna be nice. Fuck it, they wanna be nice. I'm too smooth, you can't touch this like an edge of a knife. That's at the tip of the iceberg. That's at the tip of the ice. That's at the tip of the iceberg. That's at the tip of the ice. Fuck it, they wanna be friends. At me, you're snapping the grand. I got a tummy, Chucky, feel little homie. Get as close as you can. I'ma get off.